Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30 present The Drive. January 24th. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Back here at the Cam Henderson Center, we've got basketball coming up tonight. The Thundering Herd starting a four-game homestand. They open up the homestand with Georgia State. A game coming up tonight at 7. We've got the game here starting at 6 on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm looking forward to that one tonight. These two teams, they look Fairly evenly matched. Georgia State coming into the game 9-9. Nine and nine. They're 4-3 and three in Sunbelt play. The men, Marshall coming into this one 9-11. and 11. They are 4-3 and three as well. So Marshall desperately needing a win. Three in a row. They've lost. They did better at James Madison. We've talked about that. They were terrible at Old Dominion. I don't know what we're going to see tonight, but I do hope that we get a better performance from the Thundering Herd, and we get a win tonight to kick off the four-game homestand. It's going to be interesting to see what the crowd looks like. We've had some solid crowds for the last few games. I don't know what the temperament of Herd fans will be tonight, but I think this will be a good indicator. Honestly, it's a Wednesday night, and I think we're going to get a good game, so I'm looking forward to it here at the Cam Henderson Center. And we're also going to give you tickets for the next game. The Herd's up next taking on Southern Miss, and that's going to be on Saturday. Now, we've got that game for you as well. But if you'd like to go, we're going to open up our text line this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Give you a chance to win four tickets to go see the game. That's coming up on Saturday, so we're going to give those away this hour. So that's the number. If you didn't catch it, I'll give it to you one more time. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That is our text line number. We will talk to you throughout the day. Coming up here in a few minutes, we're going to talk to Andrew Brown. He's the Associate Athletic Director for Facilities and Operations here at Marshall University, and we're hoping to get a lot of info out of him, some updates on baseball, see what other projects are going on right now, what the timetable looks like for things that maybe he can talk about. So I'm excited. We're going to talk to him. I think if he can get here in time, Lucrece is going to join me from HD Media, so I'm looking forward to talking to him as well. No promises on that, but we do definitely have Andrew coming up here in the next few minutes. So if you've got questions, you can find me two places. Of course, the text line, you already know that. The other place is on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Paul Swan. So if you've got some questions, interested in specific things that maybe would like me to try to find out more about as far as facilities are concerned, timetables, projects, anything that maybe he can he can reveal, get those in now. And again, that text line is 304-396-TALK. We're going to talk about the baseball park for sure. Almost here. It's baseball season, and it's almost here, and it's a reality. There's actually a baseball park in Huntington attached to Marshall University. 
And so I'm sure a lot of you are excited about that. would like to know more about the facility. And, of course, that includes improvements to women's softball as well. The facility there is getting some upgrades. Video boards, those are important. I know I've got people asking me, hey, what about the video boards at Hoops Family Field? Seating, all of that. We're going to try to get in as much as we possibly can with Andrew, see what he's able to talk to us about, let us know. But we'll focus a lot on basketball and we'll focus on baseball as well as we are here at the Henderson Center today. A few players are already on the court taking some early warm-up shots. We'll find out later tonight if Marshall has figured out what the problem's been over the last few games with a three-game losing streak. Last losing to JMU, and I honestly thought that was a winnable game. That was a winnable game. Both teams were not that good offensively. So we'll talk more about that. But Andrew's here, so we'll take our break early now so that way we can get him in and ask him every single thing you possibly would want to know about what's happening with the facilities, the operations. We'll see if we can maybe get him slip some information that he shouldn't slip to us. We'll see if we can do all that when we continue on this edition of The Drive on ESPN. 94.1 and AM 930. Stalwart Insurance is the name for insurance in the tri-state. They are committed to delivering tailored benefit solutions with thoughtful, strategic planning with valuable professional services. Stop by or call Stalwart Insurance for your homeowner's insurance needs. Stalwart Insurance is located right beside Kenny Queen Hardware on Route 10 in Barbersville. Call Stalwart Insurance anytime at 304-552-3883. That's 304-552-3883. Or visit them on online at stalwartinsurance.com. Now is the time to add on a new bathroom or remodel your old one with the latest up-to-date bathroom fixtures from Mutual Wholesalers, 710 Fifth Street, Huntington. Come in today to Mutual Wholesalers' beautiful showroom and see how your new bathroom will look. Check out Acre by Max. Have a new bathroom this year. Mutual Wholesalers, locally owned and operated, 710 Fifth Street, Huntington. Call 304-525-9118. Get the tire that will see you through the cold and then some. The long-lasting all-season Michelin Cross Climate 2 tire. Because winter doesn't last forever. Between 1115 and 125, get $70 via reward card or virtual prepay card. After online submission with the purchase of four new Michelin passenger or light truck tires. $70 tire rebate on all tire lines. Plus a $30 bonus rebate on Michelin winter tires only. See TikTok Tire, 3rd Avenue in Huntington across from Jonesy Edwards Stadium. www.michelinman.com forward slash auto forward slash deals hyphen promotions hyphen and hyphen rebates for complete detail. Offer expires 12523. Void for prohibited. Metro Community Federal Credit Union has been serving the Huntington community for 70 years and is proud to announce our newest location in Lavalette is now open. Wayne County residents, you now have access to a modern banking facility, a full range of services, advanced technology, expert financial advice, and even a smart coffee kiosk cafe. Learn more about Metro Community Federal Credit Union online at metrocommunityfcu.com or visit us today on 5th Street Road. Equal housing lender, member NCUA. Giovanni's has great Italian dishes, spaghetti with meat sauce, lasagna, ravioli, manicotti, and baked lasagna. Giovanni's has the best sandwiches around from the Stromboli, Italian sub, calzones, and their signature Big Red. All dinners will be served with hot garlic bread or Italian rolls. Giovanni's pizza, fresh, hot, and tasty. Have it delivered right to your door. Giovanni's. The Italian place to be. 
Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see. Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. The more vulnerable among us can fall victim to abuse, neglect, and financial exploitation. When navigating your way out, it doesn't have to feel like a maze. Assistance is available from Adult Protective Services. To report neglect or abuse, call 800-352-6513. Sponsored by the Administration for Community Living, West Virginia Department of Health and Human Resources Bureau for Social Services, the West Virginia Broadcasters Association, and this station. This project was supported by the Administration for Community Living, AC and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, as part of a financial assistance award totaling $383,493, with 75% funded by ACL-HHS and 25% in the amount of $85,236 funded by state government sources. The contents are those of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of nor an endorsement by ACL-HHS or the U.S. government. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to The Drive here at the Cam Henderson Center. Paul Swan, your host for this Wednesday edition of the show. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Our guest is now with us. It's Andrew Brown, the Associate Athletic Director for Facilities and Operations and Social media just went crazy yesterday when they found out that you were coming on the show. I mean, people were excited. I'm going to have – I haven't got this kind of social media push since, I don't know, Ryan Crisp was on the show last. That's how big of a push I got. Yeah, well, those people on the, uh, on the Internet, they're a bunch of liars. So they're acting like they're excited to hear from me, but they're really not. You know, it's an, it is an honor for me to be on, though. I'm a New England guy. Yeah. Born and raised in New Hampshire, went to college in Boston, sports radio is a way of life up there. Yeah. Oh, it's it's major. I, I still spend all my time when I can listening to podcasts from up north and so sports radio, I'm excited to be on it. I love love listening to what you do. Any, you, anytime you have Christian or uh, Deb or Mr. Chris Bond. Mr. Chris I'm, he walked away. I'm you locked can, in. You yeah, don't have to call him Mr. Chris. Yeah, good point. Uh, since you're a Boston guy, I met uh, you still follow Kirk Minahan? Oh yeah. Yeah, I had him on last year. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. that was really good. He yeah. didn't know what the heck was going on. He was kinda he was looking for a place to do his show and they kinda wrangled him into it. He's like, Okay, I'll do this. <laughs> and so I'm on his podcast. Oh yeah. And he's testing me hard because if you've seen his show he suffers no fools. Oh, yeah. He's relentless. He's relentless. Yeah. So I survived that. Yeah. I think of a guy, uh, super personal, super nice. I, I don't know what his persona is compared to what the reality is. But, oh, yeah. yeah, when I met him, he was super cool. So, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was on EEI for a long time up in Boston. Yeah. Facilities. That's your bread and butter. Yes, sir. You get asked all the crazy questions. Yeah. I'll try to limit some of the crazy questions. Okay. Uh, the big one probably right now for you is baseball because we've got a few weeks to go oh, yeah. to get that ready. Where are we at with baseball right now? It looks great from the outside. Yeah, I'm sure there's still a few more things to get done before it's ready to open. Yeah, it's kind of wild. You know, it's uh, it, it's interesting being a part of the process the way I have done on this project in that 
there's just feels like there's a different milestone almost every week, you know, um, whether, you know, initially it's, hey, they've got a structure out there. It looks like you can see the walls that are eventually going to be the outfield, right? Next thing you know, the lights are up. Then the turf shows up. Then they finally install the seats. And um, every week, every month, there's just these milestones you keep hitting that are awesome. We're in, like, really the the home stretch over there, right? Like the the building itself that's behind the ballpark, that's, like, almost totally completed. You know, they're putting in ceiling tiles at this point in the press boxes, but everything else is there. They got countertops, they got finishes. Um, the padding for the field itself is going to be installed next week. We've got turf coming for the indoor cages here in the next couple of weeks. We've got a backstop net to go up. You know, so all of the final finishes here in the next two, three weeks will really come together, um, and then we'll be ready to play some baseball. Now let's take it back just a bit. What is your direct role, maybe to explain to someone who maybe doesn't know exactly what you do, what is your direct role, basically trying to make sure everything stays on time, coordinating, organizing? You've got a lot of, of jobs under one title. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, I mean, on the baseball project specifically, there's just so many different people that are involved, whether it's folks from the university that are a tremendous help, we obviously we have this development group that came together to help us uh, with such an aggressive build and from a timeline standpoint. Those are folks that are heavily invested in the program and care about Marshall Athletics and the baseball program specifically. Um, so we've been fortunate there. Uh, my role is really kind of a coordination piece, you know, working with our big green folks, with Christian, our athletic director, with our coaching staff to make sure that all of their needs are met. Um, in conjunction with the contracting folks, all the different vendors that we have coming in, whether it's netting, padding, turf, you know, helping to coordinate those efforts. Um, so a lot of communicating and just making sure everybody's on the same page. It's a lot of fun. With the baseball park almost being done, I know there's a, an event for big green members to take a, a tour of a hard hat tour. Yep. But for the general population, maybe can't be a part of that. What should they be excited for? If you could, give us maybe a preview of things that maybe we haven't heard or seen about the ballpark yet. Sure. So in addition to the, you know, so we have over 2,000 fixed seats that are, you know, here soon there's going to be a handful that will be sold um, on a game-to-game -game basis as well as some more, uh, an additional season ticket push, which I think actually went out today. Um, but there are going to be a couple of different down the third and first base lines. We have sort of a berm grass area where you'll be able to bring a uh, you know a folding chair or a, or a blanket and sit down in those areas. There's also an extended patio down the third baseline, which is kind of a concrete area that hopefully in the future we can turn into sort of a beer garden type experience, similar to what you've seen at Power Park where they have like kind of that Bud Light zone or down the third baseline, you know. So a lot of different areas for um, really unique viewing experiences. Um, there's not a bad spot to stand or sit in that ballpark. You know, it's beautiful all the way around. There's going to be some opportunities in the outfield out by the visiting bullpen for hopefully a student section that we're looking to, to add some seating to as well. So a lot of different opportunities. It's going to – we're going to have to live in it for a little while, you know, to kind of figure things out with, with us not really opening the ballpark to experience it ourselves until really close to when we do so. Um, I think getting to live in it for a while, get some feedback from our fans on what they'd like to see added um, from an in-game experience standpoint and a viewing standpoint, 
that'll really help us as well. So this isn't a finished project. It's going to be open. It's going to be functional. But it's going to grow. Yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunities over there. You know, hopefully we'll have some some local sponsors and folks that want to help us out with some different things. So uh, it'll continue to grow. It'll be a finished product come March 1st for us to be able to open that place up and enjoy a first-class experience. But but there's there is room for growth for sure. I know the team's excited because they get their own space finally, not just the playing surface, not just a, a baseball park to call their own, but they get their own clubhouse in place. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure that has taken on its own life as well, trying to make sure that they get everything that they've never had as a team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So they're, they're going to have everything and more inside of there. They've got um, a really, really large, impressive locker room. We've got a group here locally that's um, building our lockers for us. We have uh, a film room in there. There's a lounge area. They've got their own equipment room, three batting cages, um, athletic training space. I mean, every coach has their own office. office. They've got a conference room. Uh, the coaches have their own locker room. I mean, it's got all the bells and whistles, everything they could ask for. And softball's getting similar treatment as well because there are upgrades that have gone along with the baseball park that impacts softball, and I'm sure they're really excited with Morgan Zirkel coming in her first year, and she's getting a facility upgrade right off the bat. Understatement. So, I mean, start with the ballpark itself. We've got new chairback seating over there that came in in conjunction with the ballpark um, project. They've got uh, new padding all the way around the outfield. They're getting the new backstop net. They've got a building in between the video board, which I'm sure a lot of folks have seen if they're driving by down 3rd Avenue, as well as lights, which will be lit up here shortly. So we'll be able to play some night games there and extend our ability to host those uh, tournaments that we have in early March. Um, And then in between the baseball ballpark and the softball field, we have a building that will be dedicated exclusively to softball. Um, They've got their own set of three indoor cages inside of there. Um, They have a film room. And our coaching staff is actually going to be moving in there as well. There's a large space in there for coaches' offices, and then they'll transition what had been their offices in their current clubhouse into lounge spaces and other auxiliary spaces for the student-athletes to utilize. So the student-athletes will stay where they are, where the locker room is, and get access to that entire building, and the coaching staff will be in the new building next door. So um, a lot of really exciting things happening for both programs as that entire complex um, takes shape for baseball and softball. I don't think we've talked about video board yet for baseball. I know softball has yeah. stood out, but baseball, I'm sure that's going to – No, yeah. that's yeah. – I was thinking about that as well. When There's you said, a lot. Yeah, that's going to be something that's going to be spectacular to see, I'm sure. Yep, so they have the exact same size video board. Their, their board will be out in left field where their clubhouse building is. The board will actually be fixed to the side of that building. Um, same exact design. You'll see across the board soccer, softball, baseball, and the one that we installed at the football stadium. They all are pretty much identical – Obviously, the football one significantly uh, larger, but the other three are all the exact same, um, same functionality, same size, same design. So it'll be really nice. And that's something that's mandated by the league. So we're trying to put together the best package possible for all the teams. And, yep, absolutely. And so everybody gets video boards now. I know soccer, I get that question a lot as far as when's the video board going in. What about new seating at the soccer stadium? Any timeline there? Because I know there's some projects that are outside of the facility and also with the facility. Right. So at the current site, you know, we have a lot of different opportunities. We, we explored some different things throughout the year. You know, you've, you've heard Ryan and Deborah and Sydney talk a lot about fans first, right? That's a, 
and initiative that we're pushing. So in October, I think we had a double header and we, we expanded the concourse a little bit and had like uh, Oktoberfest, sort of um, food trucks, beer festival on the outside there. There's a number of different opportunities, hopefully, to expand the footprint over there and add some different elements, whether it's concessions, uh, fan-friendly activities to sort of expand the footprint in that space. From a seating standpoint, we have a couple of different things that we're looking at, um, whether it's bringing in additional bleachers on the side of our the south side where we have the fixed seating already. Um, we've looked into that as well as some different options over there on the north side where we bring in portable bleachers each year. So that space is a little bit landlocked, but um, we are always examining and looking into different options to try to augment what we have there and make for a better viewing experience when our fans come to the game. As far as the student athletes are concerned, I know there's a new excitement with soccer, another run toward the championship with the men's side. Rafa getting hired officially yesterday for mm -hmm. the women's team, and there's a new energy for both programs. Facility-wise, I know Chris Grassy would love you tomorrow to tear up the turf, put grass in. <laughs> I don't know if that's on your timetable, but yeah. I'm sure there's some other things that he, maybe he wants. You know, what can you share, if anything, about what we might see in the future for the facility? Yeah, so we have a lot of different um, plans that, you know, pending some funding, we'll, we'll get some stuff pushed through. I know there's there's a need for a, a film space down there for them to be able to watch the film. They have a few different things that they've asked us for, and we're working hard to make it happen. Now, we were talking off air. You mentioned something to me that I'm really excited for as far as golf. Golf really doesn't have a facility. It has a, a home golf course, yep. but it doesn't really have a facility, and that seems to be changing soon. Yeah, we're working on a couple of different things there. Guy Ann um, has been a great host to us for years. We have been fortunate to get a gift as a part of our All-Am campaign to um, – to grow their program and the facility that they have. So we're working in conjunction with Guyan to open up an indoor hitting range that'll be right on the current golf hitting range at Guyan Country Club. Um, it's hopefully gonna be a three or four bay facility where we could have you know, four different units uh, where we have garage doors that open up if we wanna hit out. We'll have um, track man systems in there if we wanna close the garage doors during the winter, be able to hit indoors, um, a putting area, locker rooms for both programs. So um, a really exciting opportunity, something that is badly needed for our men's and women's golf program, and um, we're really excited to get started on it. Now, why is that more beneficial than just going over to the indoor complex? Plenty of room to hit there, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we do have that availability in there for them, which is clutch, but um, getting, them some, getting them a home, they need their own locker room space, they need a place they can call their own, and no better place to have it than where they're playing golf every day. Now, I would be remiss. I get these questions all the time. When are they going to do stuff with the football stadium? We got the scoreboard. You have the party deck, maybe in the future. Yep. Other items, maybe some seating on the shoey. Where are you at with everything as far as the next step of upgrades and improvements to the facility? Yeah, that's an ongoing conversation. I mean, we know what the, what the issues are that we have um, at the football stadium. We're working hard to try to get those resolved. We have a number of different folks that we're talking to regularly. Um, as a part of our capital campaign, there's a couple of different improvements we'd like to make, which folks have seen renderings of, right? The, you mentioned the South End Zone project. There's a, a potential for putting a, a party deck off of the Shuey building. So Christian's working hard to make those things happen. Um, I have full faith and confidence in Christian and the Big Green that 
good things are coming soon. You know, the video board, I don't think people saw that coming a year ago right now. So just st stick with us. We're going to make it happen. Andrew Brown's with us, the Associate Athletic Director for Facilities and Operations. Uh, the fireworks, really not that many last season. You know, we're going to get more. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's still in the budget for yeah, next year. We have, we have enough for the fireworks. <laughs> yeah, if people love the fireworks, we're going to keep them coming. How, so. how does that make you on game day, I mean, how crazy does that make you trying to coordinate all of this because that's still part of the facility making sure that about it. fireworks yeah. go off yeah there's a lot going on there we're fortunate though that we've got a lot of people in in our external staff as well as the outside vendors that we have help us out they're, they're great to communicate with and work with so we'll keep it going trying to improve that that fan experience my guest again associate athletic director for facilities and operations andrew brown i'd hit you up about basketball but I don't know what we can do in here right now. I mean, it's uh, it's I mean, the big scoreboard. That was the yeah, big one. Yeah, yeah. We've done a lot here the last couple of years between the, the Skaggs Family Practice Facility, the Pathway Project, the new floor, the banners up top here. So yeah, uh, it's a priority for us as always. We're trying to take care of all of our facilities and all of our teams. Looking forward to it. We'll get you back here soon, I hope. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. More coming up, including Luke Creasy from HD Media. He's standing by. We'll talk to him when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Hey, Tri-State. Frank's Place is where friends hang out with friends. Stop on by for happy hour from 4 to 6 p.m. and a lot of daily specials. If you're a sports fan, we have what you need. From the NFL, NBA, NCAA basketball to college football bowl games and the national championship. First responders, stop by Frank's Place and check out the specials we have for you. Frank's Place, located at the River Place Plaza, next to Fratelli's. Check us out on Facebook for weekly updates and specials. Frank's Place, your home away from home. Stuck in a state of falling behind, struggling to keep up with kids, finances, insurance, and life? Well, let your State Farm agent help you simplify and get to a better state. With State Farm handling your auto, home, and life insurance, you'll have more time to handle everything else. More money, too. Adding State Farm policies can earn discounts that could add up to 40% help you get ahead. Call an agent today and get to a better state with State Farm. In Huntington, Jeff Smith, 304-781-1234. In Milton, Eric Dodson, 304-390-4515. And in Wayne, Vicki Tabor, 304-272-5149. Progressive presents Flo and Jamie announcing a monster truck rally. And here comes the obliterator. Whoa. And he's up on two wheels. <laughs> that can't be safe. Oh, oh, I don't recommend flipping your car backwards. Did he even check his blind spot? And the car's on fire. I definitely don't recommend that. This is one of my recurring nightmares. Progressive is all about keeping it safe, so bundle your home and auto for 24-7 protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Coverage not provided for monster trucks. Not available in all states. Hey, how often do you change your underwear? How often do you change your oil filter, transmission fluid, transfer case fluid, shocks and struts? Wait, what is transfer case fluid? At Red's Auto Center, we have the answers. At Red's, we have the systems and software to tell you when to make the big changes. Your underwear, well, that's your business. Let your car be ours. Make an appointment today at Red's Auto Center, Bidwell, and Red's Auto Center in Gallup Police. 
Start the new year off right with a Dakota Closet System on sale today at Menards. Dakota Closets can be used anywhere throughout your home. Perfect for walk-in or reach-in closets, pantries, laundry rooms, and more. Dakota Closets are available to take home today and install with just a screwdriver, giving you more time to organize, design, and take home your next project using You Create Closet Planner. Visit your local Menards or design online today. Save big money at Menards. Wendy's homestyle French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me, did you just say Wendy's French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Metro Community Federal Credit Union has been serving the Huntington community for 70 years and is proud to announce our newest location in Lavalette is now open. Wayne County residents, you now have access to a modern banking facility, a full range of services, advanced technology, expert financial advice, and even a smart coffee kiosk cafe. Learn more about Metro Metro Community Federal Credit Union online at metrocommunityfcu.com or visit us today on 5th Street Road. Equal housing lender, member NCUA. Okay, forest animals, today is a new day. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow. Yes? Have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. Okay, river. Dude. How's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. Perfect for a little riverside shoeless relaxation. Ah, good. Owl, you here? Quash. Who's asking? I am. Look, you know the drill. Sleep during the day, scare the kids at night. Perfect. I love my job. Uh, Oak Tree? What's up? Still in the same place I left you last year. That's what I like. Consistency. Well, it's not like I'm going anywhere for the next couple hundred years. I know. I love it. Uh, Turtle. Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Ugh, he's late every morning. You'd think you would have learned by now to leave the night before our meetings. Okay. Squirrel, has anybody seen Mr. Squirrel? The forest has been preparing just for you. Visit a forest near you today. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're back here at the Cam Henderson Center. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Who do you think is going to win tonight between Marshall and Georgia State? You could enter to win four tickets to go see the herd take on Southern Miss. That's coming up on Saturday. I've got a four-pack. And Luke Creasy's with us now here from HD Media. He's not eligible for that four pack, <laughs> but I know a guy or two. I, I, I've got the media pass. You got the media pass, the but media if you pass. needed tickets, yeah, I think I can take care of you here. Uh, hopefully, get a good crowd tonight here for this one. It's Wednesday night. I know the herd's been on a three-game losing streak, but uh, as you so eloquently put a few days ago, it was like a couple days ago on Twitter that right now the new schools in this league are the ones holding up the attendance stats. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the, the average home attendance numbers for uh, teams across the Sun Belt, there are four that are averaging above 4,000, um, and those are, of course, the newcomers to the league, newest uh, arrivals in the league. I don't know that you can call them newcomers anymore since they're a couple years into it, but James Madison, 
Uh, Old Dominion there at the top, um, averaging nearly 5,000. And then you've got Marshall and Southern Miss who are kind of neck and neck at like 4,200, uh, somewhere close to that figure. And then it drops by almost 2,000. Um, after that, and I, I kind of put it out there as a joke that uh, the, the, the newest members of the league were, were carrying that statistic. But it's those are four fan bases that traditionally support their basketball programs. And, and I think, you know, yes, Marshall's on a three-game losing streak, but uh, they also uh, were three and seven at one point and still drawing a pretty good crowd. Um, and, and I think that uh, that probably continues tonight. Uh, they ran a little promo on um, – upper-level chairback seats I saw this morning and we're selling them for $8 trying to get people in. So I figured there'll be another good crowd tonight, another really good crowd Saturday, uh, of course, coming off a sellout last Saturday. So um, I, I would expect another big figure for the Herd tonight. Well, hopefully we get a good one tonight here. We've got Georgia State coming in, and this is a program that would love to have the support that Marshall has in basketball. They've got a newer facility. I was talking to their play-by-play -play guy yesterday. They love their facility, would love to have a scoreboard like Marshall. <laughs> They don't have that kind of luxury just yet, but they've got a newer. I'm surprised they don't with as much as they spend on that facility. Yeah, they've got the craziest facility because they've just taken Turner Field and just reappropriated everything and done what the Braves really couldn't do and turn that into a multi-use facility yep. with mixed retail and usage for students and, and all kinds of facilities. I mean, if you're a baseball uh, student athlete, Hey, the Braves used to be uh, around here. This used to be the Braves neighborhood. Yeah, yeah well, I, I'm sure the basketball facility is a little more put together than the football facility is right now. I'm not trying to dog anybody's facility. No, but, go ahead. Um, go it, ahead. It, it just feels a little strange. Uh, coming from someone who watched a couple different games in Turner Field or a game in Turner Field, um, I, I was still able to pick out my spot, nice. um, which, which was uh, in uh, right field. Um, in the upper deck, but it still feels like a baseball stadium. Um, I'm sure several years down the road, maybe that changes once they get some, um, you know, some more work done on it. Uh, but yeah, definitely still feels like Turner Field at times. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting though. I'll give them that. It's it's a, a really unique repurposing of the facility. Yeah, and I, I think they did a good job of framing in the football field because it's not like some of these bowl games you see where they're like, oh, let's play a game at Fenway Park. And then you look and you're like, that just looks like the weirdest possible setup that I've ever seen. Um, it doesn't feel like that when you're in the game, but when you start looking around, you're like, oh, yeah. No, this was definitely – I mean, even the scoreboard in center field is the same score – like, it's the same placement. Um, so – but, uh, no, they've got good facilities down there um, and, uh, you know, certainly a, a gorgeous brand-new basketball facility. Basketball, what we're here for tonight. Thundering Herd's not been looking so hot as of late. Georgia State, you know, they've kind of had some issues themselves as well. Um, they most recently losing to Georgia Southern, which they ran Georgia Southern out the last time they yeah. met before more recently getting beat by them. So they're up and down right now. So, both teams need a win in this one. Listening to Dan this week, talking to Dan as well, you know, when we were at the uh, presser and just seeing what this team's been able to do. Are they close? Are they close to being back to winning basketball? Are they getting it? You know, has Dan figured it out? Yeah, I, I think that, and I wrote about this this earlier this week, I, I think it's still kind of a work in progress, which is weird to say. This late in the year, I mean, um, you know, we're talking about uh, coming down the home stretch of games in the final month of the regular season. And, 
but the reality of it is, is they're still trying to, to figure out some moving parts. There's been a lot of pressure put on Jacob Connor to figure out how to learn the point guard position and, and run it efficiently. And I think to alleviate some of that, uh, you've probably heard Dan talk this week about getting Nate Martin more involved in the offense and what that might look like. And, and, and I think Martin's their, their most versatile player on the floor. Um, I, I think uh, Marshall kind of goes as he goes. He brings a lot of energy, brings a lot of physicality to the game. And, and I think that leaning into that is probably a, a good direction uh, for Marshall to, uh, you know, to look to as they head down this, this stretch. But you know, it's two teams that, that have taken very similar paths to get here. Both um, you know, started four and one in league play. Um, now Georgia State's lost a, a couple in a row. Marshall's lost three in a row. And it, it, it just feels like this is a big game for, for either of those sides. Um, and, you know, as you look down the stats, um, I mean, some of those are similar. You know, they've, they've got a guy that, like Nate Martin, can score and rebound the basketball. They've got a good three-point shooter. Um, so I think these two teams are really evenly matched um, when it comes on paper. They're even right there next to each other in the Ken Palm ranking. So um, ought to be a really good matchup tonight, and I'm excited to watch it. You think Dan is going to be more willing to, to change up what he does until he figures it out. I know he's set on running the Dan D'Antoni system of basketball, but it hasn't been working the last few games. You think he's going to be willing to, to maybe be a little bit more flexible as far as how they approach the game tonight? Are, are we going to see a, a different defensive style out of Dan? Are we going to see maybe go inside a little bit more, maybe not as reliant on the three-point shot? You know, you think Dan's going to be willing to maybe make some some adjustments in the way he coaches tonight until they get it figured out, or is he just going to barrel forward? I I have a feeling that he's just going to barrel forward with it. Um, that's just Dan D'Antoni. I mean, that's who he's been for the, the ten years that he's been here, and um, he, he's content to stick with that. I got, I got asked by um, uh, by a radio host last week um, if Marshall was was as dangerous from three as they have been in years past, and the answer is no. I mean, they're they're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the Sun Belt Conference right now. Um, that, but that's not stopping them from throwing up those shots because when they do go in, it changes the game. It does. And um, oh. I, I, I think if as long as they're getting those clean looks, they're going to stick with that and, um, you know, should be, uh, you know, should be something that, that's almost expected out of a Marshall team at this point. They're going to shoot the three. They're going to run the floor. And, and I don't think defensively stuff changes too much because – as Dan has said, when they run it right, it works good. But when they run it wrong, boy, does it look wrong. But as you just said, it's what we expect. Yeah. So if you expect it and I expect it. That means it, it's going to go a whole different direction. <laughs> right. But the other team expects it as well. Yeah. They know what to do. They see it. There's not a, a wrinkle. I'm looking for maybe Dan to throw in a, a wrinkle from 1986. I don't know. Well, that's why he's the coach. That's right. <laughs> I, I mean, that's what he would tell us. So True. Very true. We're not coaches nope. by any stretch of the imagination. Luke Creasy is with us here from HD Media as the herd is getting set tonight to take on Georgia State. It's the first of a four-game home slate. And after this, the next time the herd will be back, it will be February for two more games. So, really, we're getting down to the final few games. You can come see herd basketball this yeah. year. Yeah, and uh, I think that, that as the, the games go down the stretch, they're just going to increase in importance when it comes to seeding in the conference tournament uh, down there in Pensacola in early March. And 
um, you know, some, some good basketball. Right now it's kind of a cluster um, near the top of the leaderboard. You've got App State who has one loss, and then there are a bunch of, guys, a bunch of teams who are 5-2 and two, uh, or and then a lot of other teams who are 4-3. and three. So Marshall's right in it. And we haven't even talked about the women yet who are right now dominating the Sun Belt. They are undefeated in league play. Yep. Uh, Abby Beeman, a national player of the week. Can't win the, the league player of the week, <laughs> but she can win a national award. It, I've seen it happen more often than it should. They've got a big game tonight, too. They do. At, down at uh, James Madison. I, I think that is going to tell um, a lot about where Marshall stands in, in terms of the Sun Belt as a whole. Um, yeah, they. I mean, I, I thought Old Dominion was going to be a tough test for them, and they blew them out by 30 here at home. But playing on the road is different. JMU draws a good crowd for the women's team. Um, and of course, they won the Sun Belt last year. Um, and, and right now, they're the standard in the Sun Belt. And they've had a lot of success this year. So that, that, that's a huge one for uh, for the Thundering Herd uh, happening this evening. That's coming up tonight. And uh, we'll have results from that one as well as this one tonight here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Luke Creasy from HD Media joining us. He'll have game coverage of this one tomorrow in the paper. Anything else you're working on? Well, I don't expect to see it tomorrow in the Herald-Dispatch. I don't it, know the it, paper it, schedule. It, it, I, I don't mean that it, to be mean. I'm no, sorry. No, I sometimes can't keep track of it anymore. Uh, no, it, it, the game will end past deadline tonight. Okay. So if you get the Charleston Gazette mail, um, it'll be in there, um, but uh, not in the Herald-Dispatch. But I'll, of course, have some follow-ups before they play again and return to action. Um, on Saturday, I, I won't leave you hanging in that regard. Okay, so what you're telling me is I need to subscribe to both Charleston and Huntington newspapers to get the full Luke Creasy experience. Hey, if you want to see my name in the paper every day, well, I mean, I'm still going to be in the paper. I've still got some. You just want to see more of it. Yeah, some sort. Yeah, if you want to see more of it, uh, then, yeah, get both papers. I mean, we own like 14, so. And you write for all 14. I appear in all 14. There's a difference, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There is a difference. Luke Creasy, my guest, HD Media, the beat writer covering the Thundering Herd, and, of course, all over the Tri-State. He will be at a high school game near you soon. Yeah. Not the rest of this week. But, Not the rest uh, of this I'll week. I'll be back at it next week. And of course, well, we got to put Tim Stevens to work sometime. Oh, yeah. I mean, he can't have every day off. No. Are you kidding me? No, that guy gets it too easy. Yeah. I got told in my ear... They had a great game last night. Yeah, I did. I had, yeah. I had Cabell Midland and Hurricane Boys last night. Uh, Midland, who has uh, struggled a lot this year. They're very young. Uh, but they picked up a big win against the Redskins and uh, played uh, played as good as I've seen them all year. Um, and then I had uh, Hurricane and Huntington girls the night before. That was not a good game. That was a 22-point decision. So. Luke Creasy, HD Media. I'll catch up with you soon. Yep, sounds good. That's my buddy. We'll have more here from the Henderson Center when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Working Man Store in Huntington. Check out the biggest inventory of scrubs in West Virginia, featuring brands such as Healing Hands, Dickies, Cherokee, and Med Couture at the best price. Working Man Store has one of the largest selections of big and tall shirts, jackets, and jeans in the area. Working Man Store is the king of blue jeans with Levi's, Dickies, Carhartt, Lee, and Wranglers in sizes up to 72. And Working Man Store has the best selection of men's work boots and casual shoes anywhere at the best price. Working Man Store, open every day at 140 Fifth Avenue, Huntington. 
Stalwart Insurance is the name for insurance in the tri-state. They are committed to delivering tailored benefit solutions with thoughtful, strategic planning with valuable professional services. Stop by or call Stalwart Insurance for your homeowner's insurance needs. Stalwart Insurance is located right beside Kenny Queen Hardware on Route 10 in Barbersville. Call Stalwart Insurance anytime at 304-552-3883. That's 304-552-3883. Or visit them online at stalwartinsurance.com. Glockner's Too Easy Initiative has returned for 2024. We're making it too easy to get more for your trade with our biggest cash offers. We pay more. Too easy to save time because Glockner has the fastest, most transparent five-star shopping experience around. Too easy to find the vehicle perfect for you as Glockner has the area's biggest pre-owned inventory. That's why it's too easy to buy a car at Glockner. We make it easy at Glockner.com. Giovanni's Pizza. Fresh, hot, and tasty. Have it delivered right to your door. Giovanni's. The Italian place to be. Hey, Tri-State. Frank's Place is where friends hang out with friends. Stop on by for happy hour from 4 to 6 p.m. And a lot of daily specials. If you're a sports fan, we have what you need. From the NFL, NBA, NCAA basketball, to college football, bowl games, and the national championship. First responders, stop by Frank's Place and check out the specials we have for you. Frank's Place, located at the River Place Plaza, next to Fratelli's. Check us out on Facebook for weekly updates dates and specials. Frank's Place, your home away from home. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Okay, forest animals, today is a new day. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow. Yes? Have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. Okay, river. Dude. How's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. Perfect for a little riverside shoeless relaxation. Ah, good. Owl, you here? Cool. Who's asking? I am. Look, you know the drill. Sleep during the day, scare the kids at night. Perfect. I love my job. Uh, Oak Tree? Sup? Still in the same place I left you last year. That's what I like. Consistency. Well, it's not like I'm going anywhere for the next couple hundred years. I know. I love it. Uh, Turtle. Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Ugh, he's late every morning. You'd think he would have learned by now to leave the night before our meetings. Okay. Squirrel! Has anybody seen Mr. Squirrel? The forest has been preparing just for you. Visit a forest near you today. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're back here at the Cam Anderson Center for tonight's game between Marshall and Georgia State. We've had a, a great 
great list of guests so far, and we finish it all off with Bill Cornwell. Bill, you'll be with me here in a few minutes on 93.7 yeah. The Dog as well as we get everyone set for this one, but Georgia State Marshall tonight, must win for both teams. I think it's more of a must win for the Thundering Herd. Thundering Herd needs to kind yeah. of get its mojo back, Paul. I yeah. Mean, I mean, uh, two weeks ago this time, you know, Marshall was getting ready to win its, four, uh, its uh, fourth Sunbelt game, and, you know, everything was right with the world. And then here comes South Alabama, <laughs> and everything just kind of fell apart. And uh, last week, we knew it was going to be a tough road trip. Uh, Old Dominion, despite the fact this is not the normal, really solid Old Dominion team, they can they still give Marshall fits. And those folks down there in Norfolk, they, they, they kind of get up for the herd. And uh, they put a pound in it. And, of course, what's interesting about the loss on Saturday at JMU, tough place to play, good team. You know, obviously they were top 25 team. But uh, Tony, Coach Tony says after the game, improved performance. Yeah, you lost by 15, but better effort, better performance than what we saw two nights before in Norfolk. So if you can keep this trajectory of improvement and just to uh, play in the D'Antoni system, hopefully get a better effort tonight and better result. Well, Dan's going to be optimistic, though. Just like our texter wrote in and said both men and women win tonight, they also said final score will be 82-72 for both games. They are optimistic. <laughs> and, of course, uh, that person's now entered into our ticket giveaway. We're giving yeah. away four tickets to go see the Herd take on Southern Miss on Saturday. But that's Dan. He's optimistic. Mm -hmm. He's going to be optimistic. Well, it's he, a great performance, right? It, it, it was. It was a lot better. They, they played well. But at the end of the night, they've got to find a way to, to win. And I think that's going to be the only metric that fans care about yep. is, did you win? Well, and this is the first of four straight home games, Paul. you got to make hay here. you got to make hay while the sun shines. Win these, I mean, you need to win them all, obviously, because after these four, we only have like two left, don't we? You've got four, then three on the road, then two at home yeah. with James Madison and App State. App State. And then you do the Georgia Southern, Georgia State and, rotation and, and uh, then go for the conference tournament. That's it. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, so this is a big homestand. This really is. And, and they need to do some damage. Win four, if you, all four if you can. If not, I mean, uh, there's going to be some big challenges here with, with this homestand. But still, you know, this is going to be uh, an opportunity to take advantage and get back on the uh, the winning track. I mean, if you could come out of this homestand eight and three, yeah, you're looking a lot better as far as maybe you ended up in uh, one of the four by positions like the herd was in last year. Of course, it didn't help them last year in the tournament. But, uh, you know, you at least want to stay competitive at the top of the league. Jacob Connor, a lot on him tonight. He's going to have to run this offense. Mm -hmm. and, and listening to Dan the other night, Nate Martin's going to be a little bit more of an uh, – Right. I, I don't want to say a helper to him, but he's going to be someone that Jacob can lean on while he's out there running it. Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen tonight. Yeah, they're going to ask a lot more of Jacob to run the offense, but you're going to see maybe a little bit of a switch in where you see Nate Martin instead of Nate maybe kind of floating uh, side to side on the – on the. Uh, around the foul line, he's going to be going up into a uh, more old school high post right around the foul line. 
they want to use that as a possibility to get this offense going. That, that Again, that's not usual what we see from Coach D'Antoni's offense, but because it, remember, it's always flowing, it's always athletic. But uh, they think that, that Nate kept putting his big body up at the top of the key can some open some things up and maybe open up passing lanes for Jacob Connor. Will we see Cameron Crawford tonight? Will you we know, see much of him? I, you know, I would hope so. I, you know, he certainly did not have the greatest road trip. Remember, he had, he actually was back in double figure scoring after his uh, return to the lineup, and then uh, he's back down below double figures now. And did not he didn't really uh, scratch the surface on uh, certainly at James Madison. So, you know, there there are, there are ways, there are areas where uh, they can make some improvements, but. I would love to see him get in here because he is he can uh, bring some offense. He's like instant offense when they get him the ball in the right position. We're going to talk more about this one coming up. We have it for you on 93.7 The Dog and ESPN 94.1 AM 930 with West Virginia and Appalachian Laborers District Council College basketball today. We will have a complete preview of the matchup, take a look at what's happening in the Sun Belt, and, of course, we will hear from you. Text line is going to be 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Both teams are on the court, Bill, and, and warming up. Should be a fun one tonight. Two teams that are, are fairly evenly matched tonight going at it. Thundering Herd, I think, needs to win more than anything because with four-game homestand, you don't want to start off with a loss. You're trying to keep that support in what you've had. It's been good in Sunbelt so far. Marshall's among the leaders as far as fan support's concerned. Yep. You don't want to lose that momentum. I know Dan doesn't like that word momentum, <laughs> but <laughs> four-game losing streak, that's going to kill your momentum. If you rebound and get the home stand going off on the right foot, I think uh, I think the fans will come out. And, and one thing, it's time to kick this Georgia State team while it's down because uh, they uh, – had that same weekend uh, that the herd had. Like they were on the road. They lost two on the road. And uh, in fact, they had defeated Georgia Southern really big in Atlanta. First time they played them. Then last weekend in Statesboro, a, a kicking by the, the Eagles. More basketball talk coming up. We will switch over to 93.7 The Dog, and we will join you here in a few moments for West Virginia and Appalachian Laborers District Council College Basketball today, presented by Lyuna, your workforce solution, WVLDC.org. For Jason Toy, for Bill Cornwell, I'm Paul Swan. We'll talk to you in just a few moments. WS Huntington. This is 930 WRVC Huntington, celebrating 100 years of broadcasting.